Well, hello there. Welcome to Cavalcade. Knock, knock. Knock, knock. Two ducks. Two ducks, a horse, and an orangutan. And the other four-letter words were taken. <laughs> these aren't your cats. If I had to guess, I'd say two fingers. I can explain. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. You know what? Norris. Norris. What does it take to change the a light? <laughs> I did the chicken. <laughs> these aren't your cats. Is it supposed to burn? Cavalcade is brought to you by Harbor Repertory Theater. My name is Keith Bridges. I'm the Artistic Director of Harbor Rep, and I want to thank you for listening. This is Hope Song by Ariella, the songstress priestess. as a vocal empowerment coach, a ritualist, singer, and Hebrew priestess in Minneapolis, Minnesota. producer Jason Soderlund to create this song as a fusion of electronica, Middle Eastern musical elements, and other worldly vocals and harmonies. of rewilding and is enjoying a lot of time in nature, building bridges during intense times and getting to know herself more.
wrote Hope Song to remind us that the time is now to feel and to be alive. Regardless of all, it's important to have and feel hope. Her song like life is a journey. songstressariella.com That's S-O-N-G-S-T-R-E-S-S A-R-I-E-L-L-A dot com And to find out more about her classes and coaching you can visit ariellaapproach.com That's A-R-I-E-L-L-A A-P-P-R-O-A-C-H dot com tell you why you should vote for Billy Dunsworth and make Dean our soon-to-be ex-mayor. Do we want a mayor who is correct or do we want a mayor who is right? While Dean was busy adjusting tax rates in the enterprise zones and scrutinizing the bonding bills, Billy was showing me that a house can be a home and a home can be a houseboat and that a houseboat can still be a boat even if it's not on the water. Billy was our mayor once and he should be again. Take it from me, he can definitely do it twice and still have energy to motivate. So vote for Billy Dunsworth and have some fun for the first time in your life. I'm Billy Dunsworth, and I approve this message. No one's ever taken me to a food emporium on a first date before. Yeah, I really like this place. It has a great ambiance. It's kind of like half cafeteria and half shopping mall food court. Oh, shall we sit here? I like to stick close to the drink refill station. See, if you get the smallest drink and just keep refilling it, you get the equivalent of a large soda at one third the price. That's cost efficiency. 
I'm all about efficiency. You look really uncomfortable. Oh, I am. Well, this may sound a bit odd, but I would like to share this piece of paper with you in the spirit of efficiency. What is it? Well, it has the three words written on it that I don't like to hear on a first date. This way, we'll get things off to a great start. This is relationship efficiency. The three words? You mean, I love you? No, but that's good. I'm gonna add that to the list. Okay, here you go. So the three words you don't want to hear are marriage, commitment, and fidelity. Yes, I think those words cram too much obligation, responsibility, and fear into a single word. It's like trying to swallow a whole cracker without chewing it first. I've seen people do that here, like that guy. You also wrote down the word cerulean and then crossed it out. Yeah, I just hate that word. It means blue. Why would anyone say cerulean when they could just say blue? It's very inefficient. Okay, well, let me write down some words. Are these words that you don't like to hear? No, they're the words I'm going to use when I tell my friends about you. Here. Oh, they're all swears. Wait, no, that one is, no, no, yeah, it is. Does that make you feel cerulean? Yes, it does, and very efficiently. Three Little Words by Mario Baldessari, with Mario Baldessari and Raina Kay. This portion of Cavalcade has been brought to you by the Worldwide Bureau of Investigation. Do you have a problem that you can't explain? Are you embarrassed to tell anyone about the weird noises in your attic or that feeling you get in your basement? What about that lamp flying across the room that time? Or the time you caught an evil pixie hiding the TV remote? If you're like most of us, when you have these kind of problems, you don't know where to go. Well, now you do. We can help. I'm Eric Stans with the Worldwide Bureau of Investigation. My staff and I have over 50 years of combined experience in paranormal investigation and ghost hunting. If you have a problem with a phantom, evil spirit, banshee, wendigo, goblin, hobgoblin, sylph, poltergeist, vampire, ghoul, demon, golem, debuk, changeling, succubus, jinn, siren, rougarou, selkie, lamia, rakasha, vantala, zombie, or any other confusing, supernatural, or unexplained phenomenon, we can help. We specialize in spirit cleansing, malefic exorcism, and expulsion of baleful entities. We are the Worldwide Bureau of Investigation. Give us a call today and get rid of any of your weirdo problems. All results, no judgment. of northern Minnesota. A hardier breed of man abandons family and all responsibility to fish on a frozen lake for hours on end. They are the ice holes. <laughs>
Do you think he's nervous? No, Lance has won re-election every year for the last six years. I mean, it's going to take a real miracle for someone to beat him. He's so lucky. Most politicians have to, you know, campaign and stuff, make promises, do things. All he has to do is win an annual fishing derby. Yeah, that part of the town charter really hasn't held up well. Then why don't we change it? As I understand it, the only person with the authority to do that is the mayor, and Lance isn't going to give up his throne that easily. Do you think any other elected official gets to be hammered on the day of their election? I bet Ted Kennedy did. Hell of a swimmer. How's my campaign team doing? Just gassed up the auger on the way over. I love the smell of mixed gas in the morning. Poles looking. Good. Strong. I put a new line on them. Excellent. By this time tomorrow, you'll be mayor. Still. Feels good. Not even Reagan got elected seven times. But you were shot at. Ah, yeah, Rhonda. You know, there were times when she wasn't all bad. <sighs> to the lake! houses out there today. Can't blame them for not wanting to be in government. It's the worst. You could make it better. <laughs> Trust me. The less I do, the better off everyone is. I can't argue with that. Anyone we know out there? Not that I... Wait, is that Jody? She told me she was up this morning to set the VCR to take prices right. Now don't get mad at me for beating your wife. She doesn't fish. Oh my god, is that Beth? Hey, Beth's here. Don't forget who you're loyal to. Right now you're thinking with little Kurt. Little Kurt's been so lonely. There will be a time for him after I win. You know, now that I'm looking closer, it's mostly women out here. This day just keeps getting better. What if one of them beats you? If they're trying to get me off the city government, they got another thing coming. No women or group of women beats me off. I'm going to see what's going on. Don't get too close. You can't trust him. Literally my wife, Lance. You trust her least of all. She's already gotten what she wants out of you. You think it's talk like this that led Rhonda to shoot you? Yeah, probably. Oh, hi, Dale. Jody. What are you doing out here? It's the election fishing derby. I know, Dale. You told me you hate fishing. I like it more than I like Lance. Well, that's fair. Just between you and me, though I know you'll probably tell Lance and Kurt, us gals got together and decided to bring Lance's reign of impotent buffoonery to an end. That's why we got together and all the gals told their men that if they came out to fish today, the lid of the cookie jar is closed, if you know what I mean. Is the cookie sex? Yes, Dale. Oh boy, well, you didn't tell me. I didn't want you to have to choose between me and your impotent buffoon friend. Thanks, Jody. You're welcome, Dale. Cookie later? Aren't you a devil?
So what's going on? They've all turned on you. The women? They turned on me from day one. I'll explain. You might want to sit down. All right, only about 45 minutes left, guys. I mean, we caught a lot of fish. I think there should be plenty for Lance's re-election. I can't lose to a girl. There's no shame in losing to a girl. Spoken like a damn girl. No need to panic. Look at all that fish. But I ha haven't caught anything in the last hour. I feel like I'm falling behind. Well, you're also pretty drunk, Lance. That's got nothing to do with it. You know what? I'm going to get some air. You sure? It's the home stretch right now. I got to clear my head. You're going to throw up, aren't you? Shut up, Kurt. And welcome back to Ish 88's live election night fishing derby coverage. It's time for the weigh-in, and we're down to just two candidates. The incumbent mayor of Ishqua, the man our town drunk tank is named after, Lance Larson. And the challenger, Councilwoman Marsha Anderson, who reportedly purchased her first ever fishing license this morning. Both have caught a remarkable amount of fish today, and it's anyone's election. We now go to DNR Game Warden Bobcat DeBoy for weight announcements. First, I'm going to start with Councilwoman Anderson's fish. As I understand it, it was her first day out here, and by golly, she reeled him in. It looks like her total, according to my scale, is, uh, 90 pounds. That is a lot of fish. 70% of what a man can fish. And now the mayor's weight, which is coming in at, uh, 130 pounds. The mayor has won again. Today, I consider myself the greatest man on the face, face of Ishqua. I would like to thank my friends Dale and Kurt for their support, Darlene for being a traitor to her gender and selling us bait, and I can't forget the fish. Without you sleeper little fucks, I'd just be another unemployable, drunk, divorced man of Ishqua instead of the head of its government. You stole my fish! What? You stole my fish, you alcoholic. Dale, control your woman. That's a serious accusation, ma'am. Well, I put a dot of nail polish on all the fish I caught, so when they're released, and Dale catches one later, it's like a little gift to him, and when he's out on the lake, he'll think of me. Oh. It's true. I watched her put the nail polish on. Hey, Beth. Not now, Kurt. Here, look at my nails. Compare those to the ones on those fish in Lance's pile. Which fish? Stop him! He's trying to eat the evidence! You know, he looks kind of like Gollum doing that. Enough, Mayor! Look, it definitely checks out. I have no idea how that got in my pile. Admit it, you stole it. When have I ever stolen anything? Oh, don't open that door. You stole beer from me. And me! And from me! You're the reason everyone has padlocks on their coolers! You still owe me, like, $200 for snacks. Shut up, Kurt! I've heard enough. This was clearly Jody's fish. It's in your pile and got there through improper means. So by the powers invested in me by the state of Minnesota, I hereby pronounce you the loser of the election. You may now return your fish. State law can't apply to free men on the land. The election is over. 
She's a fraud. I demand to see her long-form fishing license. This is the dawn of a new day in Ishqua. No! What a stunning turn of events tonight, ladies and gentlemen. History was made just minutes ago when our incumbent mayor was brought down over revelations of theft in a scandal that has quickly become known as Lake Watergate. As Isquad now finds itself with its first openly female mayor in its town's history. Oh, for Ish 88, this is Burt Cummins signing off. God bless. This was Ice Holes Fishing Derby by Zachary Olson and Robert Burrill with Zachary Olson, Robert Burrill, Keith Bridges, Becky Gonzalez, Alex Stein, Tiffany Norton, and yours truly, Raina Kay. Dean Peterson here. And I want to talk to you about sacrifice. I knew this election would cost me some things. A good night's sleep. A hit or two to my reputation. $500 for bumper stickers that say, Don't be mean, vote Dean. But I never thought it would cost me my wife, Sheila. She's not dead, except to me, because she's now in a relationship with former mayor and current boat homewrecker, Billy Dunsworth. But fortunately for me, and you, this does leave me with more time to serve my constituents. I'd rather lose a wife than an election. And don't worry about those wild dogs anymore. I adopted eight of them to fill the void that's now in my heart. I'm Dean Peterson, and I need to know I'm not alone. Hi, Keith Bridges here again. Before we finish up, I wanted to ask, if you are willing and able, please help us out with a donation. Anything you can do will make a difference. Just go to cavalcadepodcast.com and click on the button that says, please support the show. Your support is what will keep the show going. Thanks a lot. You know what I want to get? What? Extensions. Her jaw dropped. This was catnip to my stylist. We stared at each other in the mirror. You really want extensions? She asked. I totally do. It just came to me now. Can we do them today? I felt like an artist who must act when her muse hits her. I was ready at this moment for a conversion of my look me. She placed her hand on my shoulder as if to comfort me. It can't be today. We have to order them. But we can pick them out today. Two weeks later, in a five-hour appointment, my stylist attached nearly 100 pieces of long honey blonde hair onto my head with a clamping tool. I watched as half my head was transformed into a silken display of beauty, while the other half waited patiently for its turn. At the end, I had hair past my bust. 
I stared at it in disbelief. The expense now seemed worth it. I had been transformed. My stylist curled the extensions before I left the salon, and I walked out feeling like one of those dolls I had had as a kid, where you crank the lever in her back and more and more hair keeps coming out till its waist length. Right after the appointment, I met a friend for a beer to analyze my hair. She said I looked like Miley Cyrus. I started to wonder if the whole thing was a mistake. At home that night, I realized that my head felt tender. Not like a headache, but like I had 90 pieces of fishing lure attached to it. I had a little bit of a panicked feeling. I finally took two Advil. The lures eased up. The first few days, I wore a hat, a semi-beret, to ease into my new look. Even with a hat, it was a lot of hair. It was very long and very thick. I put it in a ponytail to the side, a ponytail down the back, or a braid, sometimes with the hat, sometimes without it. It took a week before I realized it was just too long. I was like a mermaid who had risen up out of the water and now, on dry land, didn't know how to manage her mermaid hair. After going in for a trim, things lightened up. I curled it, or I didn't curl it, or I flat ironed it. But above all, I loved it. My new hair represented my personality much better than my own hair. Fine, wavy, not capable of maintaining much girth when grown out. My new hair felt like rock star hair. Or at least magazine hair. It became part of my outfit, like an accessory. One evening, I attended a fancy dinner with my parents and found my mom reintroducing me to an old friend who happened to be my crush when I was 12 years old. He opened his arms to give me a hug. I hugged him back. It was heavenly. Until I couldn't pull away. My hair had attached itself to his lapel pin. I was tethered to him by a 15-inch golden lock that twisted and twirled and danced in the soft light. My mind reeled with thoughts. Don't pull away. If you pull away, the extension will break and will be left hanging from his pectorals, and you will have to remove it and claim it as your own. And so I hovered near his chest and, from a dizzyingly close perspective, feverishly fumbled with the pin-meets-hair puzzle. I saw my mom in the background, a shocked look on her face. She dove her nimble fingers into the rat's nest and released the hair. I pulled back, red-faced, and made a joke about getting to know you. My hair seemed to be intact. A few weeks later, I walked through the full-body scanner at the Nashville airport and was pulled to the side by security. Ma'am, uh, there's something going on with your head. Please step aside. I did so, trying to appear cool and calm, but really wondering what on earth my extensions were up to now. 
Ma'am, do you have some sort of pins or something in your head? You really set off the system. He pointed to the screen in front of me. It showed a full body, unisex, with all the limbs sticking out so as to easily identify firearms and the like. The head portion was glowing yellow everywhere. Even I, not trained in airport security, could tell there was some sort of issue with this traveler's head. Uh, yes, I answered. Okay, well, we're gonna need Wanda over here to give you a pat-down for that. Please step to your right. I kept up with my extensions, forging ahead as if they were my buddy in the bunkers. I both loved them and was burdened by them. But they were always on my mind. They were part of every situation, including the weather. A strong breeze would playfully lift and move my hair, revealing the complicated mass of clips just under the surface. I grew to fear outdoor conversations or long pauses at street corners waiting for the light to turn. And sometimes, one of the extensions would just fall out, out of nowhere. In a parking lot with a friend one time, as we both walked back to our cars after a nearby dinner together, she said, Wait, is that yours? She pointed to the ground. A long, blonde tendril lay on the asphalt. I was horrified. I wanted to abandon it and say, no, no, of course not. But I knew I couldn't. I scooped it up and squished it into my purse. We both looked at each other knowingly. It was the beginning of the end. Rock star hair mirrored rock star life. Exciting, beautiful, and way too complicated. Adventures and Extensions by Ann Noonan. Performed by Raina Kay. Cavalcade is created by artists all over the U.S. and produced in the Twin Cities of Minneapolis-St. Paul by Harbor Repertory Theater. Harbor Rep is Mario Baldessari, Robert Burrill, Rachel Bridges, Patrick Coyle, Tiffa Foster, Raina Kay, Brian Miller, Zachary Olson, Neil Patrick Peterson, James Utt, and me, Keith Bridges. When you have a minute, visit our website at cavalcadepodcast.net. You can find out more about us, donate to support the show, subscribe or, I don't know, something. Or maybe just leave us a note. We'd love to hear from you. Once again, thanks for listening. Thank you.